0: Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of the Brekkie Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday.
1: It's now time for The Week That Was with Caitlin Cassidy from the Shepparton News.
0: Now, we're trying to connect with Caitlin today by a bit of a different method, so fingers crossed it works. We'll give it a go anyway. Can you hear me, Caitlin? (laughs) Okay, we'll try one other thing before we get on the phone. Can you hear me, Caitlin? I can. Oh, fantastic. It kind (laughs) of (laughs) works.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, how's your week been, Caitlin?
1: Yeah, it's actually been um, quite an interesting week, um, despite, you know, not leaving the house.
0: Okay, but so I've been doing all your all your work online and on the phone. Pretty L- much, like, yeah. Like most of us have to. So last night, there was a really interesting um, launch online of this new political group called Voices for Nichols. And you were basically... I don't know. I suppose you call yourself the moderator. I attended online, and it was joined by Kathy McGowan, the for, former independent from uh, over there in northeastern in Victoria, Indi, and also from the form by the former Liberal leader John Houston. Mm. Tell us all about this, Caitlin. It's a, it's an interesting development locally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's particularly interesting because, of course, Kathy McGowan's seat, Indi, is quite close to our own, um, and I suppose now that this group, the Voices for Movement, has about, I think, 31 across Australia, it really does seem to be gaining traction. And I suppose what it's really about here, um, more than, you know, trying to find an independent candidate, is more just about um, trying to encourage, I suppose, political engagement um, and encouraging people to get involved in, I suppose, our democratic system and discuss what local issues really matter to people. And I think that's always a really valuable um development in any electorate. So it'll be really interesting to see um, how it progresses.
0: What do you think this is a symptom of more broadly?
1: Yeah, I think, um, as I sort of touched on last night, that people are a bit almost fatigued about politics. People seem to just not want to engage, um, which I think is a real shame. So I think having, you know, these grassroots movements where they call it, I think, kitchen table conversations, where people just get together and talk about, you know, what matters to them and what they want to see change is such a useful way to go about it because that's really, I guess, the most basic way democracy operates, Um, just people having conversations and talking about what matters to them. Um, So hopefully it will, you know, make people engaged again, especially young people, which we spoke about last night as well.
0: In having Cathy McGowan and John Houston as part of the forum last night, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think were some of the interesting things or perhaps some of the highlights of of what they talked about?
1: Yeah, well, I think it was really interesting hearing from John, of course, as a former Liberal um, member, very, very disenfranchised um, with politics at the moment. And he was sort of saying that the only way forward is for moderate independence to kind of hold the balance of power almost and that he just thought um, Labor and Liberal and, you know, um, the major parties just weren't functioning as they should be. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And Kathy, you know, as a former independent herself, was pretty excited about the idea of that. Um, and she was, I think they also said some really valuable things about women, women in politics and how important it is to encourage um more women to get involved and, you know, maybe what a different dynamic it would be if there was 50% women, which, I mean, I agree with that.
0: Got a bit of discussion about getting our young people better involved in the political process. Mm,
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what was really encouraging last night was that there were quite a few young people um, on the Zoom. So people, obviously, they do want to get engaged um, in the right sort of forum. But as John sort of said and it's interesting you know working for a print newspaper young people aren't reading the newspapers anymore so we have to find a different way to engage them um, which is yeah to me that's a shame because I still read the newspaper but maybe <laughs> maybe I'm alone in that.
0: Well you know you're not probably typical because you work for one I guess mm-hmm. you, you, you have to in a way. <laughs> you're paid yeah, to. <laughs> I can't avoid it. <laughs> yeah I know uh, like I've got a nearly 18 year old and we have the newspaper coming into the house he never picks it up mind, what, you, mind you he's still well informed he still knows everything that's going on so as you say there's other other ways that they're getting those messages
1: yeah and social media of course the internet is a huge one now
0: absolutely okay so where do you think this is going
1: well i suppose it's in its beginning stages but i think the next stage for them really is having these kitchen table conversations and at that point they'll be able to find out what issues really matter to the electorate and what they want to push on. Um, So at the moment, it's really just kind of gauging interest. But I think the fact there are about 100 people on the Zoom last night shows that there definitely is interest um, in the region. So now it's just a matter of, you know, what they actually want to get out of this and what they want to see change.
0: So this group is called Voices for Nichols, which is, of course, the name well, Nichols is the name of our federal electorate that is currently held by the National Party member Damien Drum. Do you think Damien should be concerned about this?
1: I don't think so at this stage. I think at the moment they've been, you know, they've made him aware of it, and they sort of want to collaborate with him and um, make it sort of a two-way process, but. I suppose it depends if you know if this goes the way that Voices for Indi did, where they do put up an independent candidate, then I suppose it would be um, a little bit concerning, um, because I guess I've, as we've seen with Indi, they had you know a conservative member since 1931 until um, Kathy McGowan stepped up. So I suppose we'll see what happens. But at the moment, I think it's very much about collaborating with Damien more than <laughs> trying to take him down.
0: Well, Kathy McGowan last night did make the point that we are further ahead than Indola when they started in that we have an independent state member.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Susanne Sheed, who's got a lot of things done. And that's what Kathy was sort of saying that independence um, really can shake things up and really push for, as we were talking about, the bread and butter issues, um, you know, things like investment in public education um, is a big one. So I think we know perhaps um, what it is like to have an independent candidate. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that um, people are actually open to or want to happen. But, yeah, I suppose early stages at the moment.
0: You did ask that uh Hori Old Chestnut, uh, you know, what can an independent do because they're not, they're not, you know, a member of the government, they're not a member of a big party. She had a good answer to that. Do you remember what she said?
1: Yeah, I mean, she was really talking about, you know, they, they do get things done because they're coming into it. As she was saying, you know, if you're maybe a Labour or a Liberal MP, you're just voting alongside your party nine times out of 10, whereas the independents are up on every single issue um, and they really they know what's going on, perhaps in a way that Liberal or Labor MPs are more just sort of voting in the party line and she was saying, you know, there are some that will come in, they don't even know what they're voting on, they just know which way they're going to vote. Um, So I thought that was a really interesting perspective that, you know, they've got to be on top of every single issue and they really are, I suppose, dedicated to their electorate because they don't have any maybe external um, party interests.
0: Yeah, it seems ludicrous that you know local people would pick a local person, and then they go into parliament and they're just told how to vote. It just—it's just it's just, yeah. just not it sounds a bit corrupt, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's maybe where some of this dissatisfaction is coming from. Yeah. Well, we know that's not all you've done this week. Um, <laughs> we're probably running out of time. Probably spend all our time talking about um, <laughs> voices for nickels. But um, what a few other things you've done this you covered this week, Caitlin? I know you've been busy.
1: <laughs> um, there's one that I found oh, really tragic actually. I was on a Zoom call, another Zoom call, but with some year nine students um, at Greater Shepparton Secondary School. And it was so sad because half of them had just been on this incredible term long leadership camp um, for I think nine weeks and had this incredible experience. And the other half were due to head to the Snowy River on Monday when lockdown was announced and now every day we're in lockdown is another day that they won't be on the camp. So I really, really hope lockdown lifts if only they can get to that camp.
0: Are you talking about the Alpine School? Yes, the Alpine School. I'm the mother of a Student who spent a term up at up at Dinner Plain uh, as part of the Alpine School two years ago would have been no three years ago now sorry he's in Year Twelve now so Year Nine he absolutely loved it 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 had a huge impact on him they actually spent a whole term not working on schoolwork but working Mm -hmm. on themselves it's a fantastic opportunity so I do hope those students get to partake.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one kid I spoke to even said, you know, I came back from the camp and I've completely changed my perspective on my subjects. He wants to fast track maths. Um, He's really just had this whole different perspective. So uh, I really, really hope they can get out there soon.
0: Being away from your family for a term Mm. at that age, it really builds your independence. Although Mm. I don't know why my son still asks me to make him hot chocolate Um, but apparently at this
1: point you can do it himself his wrist's
0: a bit sore you know it's a bit weak he can't quite manage it himself Uh, maybe just finish up with one one more story to point to caitlin
1: um well one more story that um again it's something that depends on coronavirus but aqua moves they have this amazing women only pool program and there's basically calls that it could actually become a permanent um, program happening, you know, as frequently as fortnightly. And I think what's really interesting about this program, which is basically um, for, you know, I think three hours, the pool is only open to women and um, young children. And there are some people in our Muslim community who are saying this is really a culturally appropriate um, program. And it's actually an opportunity for some women who wouldn't otherwise have felt comfortable going to the pool to be able to go for maybe the first time. So I really hope that does become permanent because I'm also a big pool user. Um, But again, that will only happen once the pool opens
0: up again. Oh, but what about all those poor men who can't go to the pool for those three whole hours?
1: Yeah, and I think that will be absolutely what we see in our Facebook comments when this goes up online.
0: Every time, (laughs) every time.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Can't please everyone, can you?
1: No. (laughs)
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us online via Skype today. And I think it does sound better than the phone. So we might try this in future, Caitlin. Yeah, I'm open to um, it. I've just got to get the camera in the studio so you can see me. Or maybe you're better off not seeing me (laughs) at this time of the morning. Early in the morning. I've only only had one coffee so far. (laughs) might need a few more. Well, thanks so much for your time this morning, Caitlin, and great job you did yesterday of moderating that forum, that Voices for Nichols forum. I mean, we're talking about getting more young people involved in the political process, and you're a perfect example of that. So well done.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Terry.
0: We will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, even if you are in lockdown.
1: (laughs) You too.